RJ Bud from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 10th of November, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Let's kick things off with some updates on the Nika Gvaramia case. On Monday the 7th, 12 members of the European Parliament sent a letter to President Zudabashvili to pardon Nika Gvaramia, Director General of Tvari TV. Letter said that Georgia has been on the road towards European integration for many years, and the majority of citizens are in favor of it. According to the letter, quote, Georgia is widely perceived as a country where politically motivated prosecution and imprisonment of public figures critical to the current government is possible. The fact that there are political prisoners is incompatible with prospective EU candidacy status, end quote. Recall that the Tbilisi Court of Appeals found Guadamia guilty on Wednesday the 2nd. Accordingly, his sentence didn't change, so he will have to face three and a half years in prison. Speaking of EU candidacy, members of the European Parliament, Anna Fotiga, Jacek Sariuzwolski, and Asita Kanko prepared an amendment to the European Parliament resolution expressing concern over reports that Russian people and entities are allegedly using Georgia to bypass Western sanctions. On Tuesday the 8th, media outlet Interpress News shared the document. Text of the amendment prepared by the MEPs Andrius Kubilius and Rasa Jukanevichian stated that it is necessary to eliminate the excessive influence of Bizina Ivanishvili's interests. While the MEPs seem to have quite a clear vision regarding Georgia's candidacy, the leaders of the ruling party don't seem to be taking it into account or the EU's recommendations. They call them national movement lobbyists and ignore their views and statements. According to Irakli Zarkua, MP from Georgian Dream or Otsneba, they are unlikely, these MEPs, he says, are unlikely to be reelected. Quote, they are just in the European Parliament for some time, and that's it. Next time, they will probably not be there. End quote. Thanks for your input, Zarkua. Also on Tuesday the 8th, the European Parliament's Committee on Foreign Relations adopted the annual report of member of the European Parliament Sven Mixer on Georgia with some amendment. 47 MEPs voted in favor of the document. Five were against it to abstain. The new version no longer included the request to sanction Bidzina Ivanishvili specifically on the de-oligarchization issue. It recommended addressing the excessive influence of vested interests, mainly Ivanishvili's, in a systemic way. What's more, the new report did not include Saakashvili's release from prison as a prerequisite for achieving EU candidate status. The document would allow Misha to undergo proper medical treatment abroad on humanitarian grounds to reduce political polarization. But do Georgians still support EU candidacy after all this? The International Republic Institute, best known as IRI, says, yep. According to a nationwide poll they conducted in Georgia in September, it showed strong support for EU membership. Public opinion survey, Residents of Georgia, was published on Monday the 7th. When asked about the European Union, 85% of Georgians either fully supported or somewhat supported joining the alliance. Moreover, 60% of them supported joining even if it means cutting trade relations with Russia. The poll also showed that trust in political leaders is low. 42% of Georgians said no political party represented their interests, and only 15% of respondents said they really trusted the parties. At the same time, the survey found that 79% be believed they'd like to see new, younger people in Georgian politics. Want to know more? Link in the show notes.
Speaking about the youth, on Monday the 7th, Archil Talakvadze, parliamentary vice speaker, said some Ukrainian kids affected by the ongoing conflict in their country will spend 10 days traveling across Georgia with the support of the parliament and government. In his social media post, Talakvadze announced young visitors had already arrived in Georgia alongside with Ludmila Marchenko, member of the Verkhovna Rada of Ukraine. Earlier this month, the parliament also hosted more than 30 Ukrainian children and families of those fighting in the war. While Otsneba continues to rule, founder of the party Bidzina Ivanishvili remains in the spotlight due to his connections with the government. On Saturday the 5th, a National Forestry Agency announced that Argo Kartu had won a 49-year lease for three plots of land near the village of, you guessed it, Chorvila in Imereti, Ivanishvili's home village. With a winning bid of an annual rent of almost 33,000 lati, or about $12,000, the company will be obliged to set up animal shelters and breeding grounds for local birds. According to the auction records, Argo Cartu was the only company to bid on the lands. Argo Cartu is owned by Krista Investments Limited, one of the 12 companies created by Ivanishvili between 1998 and 2016 in the British Virgin Islands, according to the Pandora Papers. Leaders of the ruling party declared the construction, which looks as if the forest is in a cage, as one of the charity projects of the Ivanishvili family. Therefore, Otsneba did not see anything wrong or suspicious about it. In other news, on Friday the 5th, Georgian AI startup Senio won the pitch contest at Web Summit 2022. Ana Robachidze, founder and CEO of Senio, won the pitch contest at one of the world's largest technology events in Lisbon. Thenio is a Y Combinator alum, the most important Silicon Valley accelerator. It allows developers and non-technical team members to create application program interface or API documentation that can be easily shared or managed. Bad documentation has long been a problem in technology for those which are many trying to use APIs. The uh, startup also won National Startup World Cup competition, which was hosted in Georgia's Black Sea city of Batumi this past September. Startup has also been the winner of the Georgian Innovation and Technology Agency and has won one of the government's co-financing grants program in 2021 and was granted 100,000 lati, which is about $37,000. Now some updates on the national movement or Natsebi. On Wednesday the 9th, several members of the party said they wanted a change in Natsebi leadership, they wanted to replace the party's current head, Nika Melia. Irakli Nadiradze, Natsebi's representative in the Tbilisi City Assembly, said in a briefing that the further strengthening of the party required empowerment of intra-party democracy and intra-party elections at all levels. Obviously seems to be a disagreement between the members of the party, and one of the reasons could be that Melia is seen by many as insufficiently loyal to Misha and has not sufficiently focused on his release from prison. In unrelated news, the Georgian Civil Aviation Agency approved air traffic schedule for the winter season on Wednesday the 9th. Agency said 41 airlines will be carrying out flights between Georgia and 61 destinations in 30 countries during the winter season. Set to run between the 25th of October and 25th of March, the season will see an average of 390 flights a week. Agency also said that it is still accepting applications from airlines for additional regular and seasonal charter flights. Speaking of traveling, on Tuesday the 8th, Georgia won Most Desirable Emerging Destination of 2022 at the Wanderlust Travel Awards. Georgian Embassy in the UK said that Ambassador Sophie 
Katsaraba and representatives of the Georgian National Tourism Administration collected the prize at the Wanderlust Travel Awards ceremony, which took place at the Tower of London and brought together tourism industry professionals from across the world. On the same day, Deputy Economy Minister Mariam Kvirishvili said the country's authorities had started talks with EasyJet in order to resume direct flights between London and Tbilisi. Kvirishvili made the announcement following her meeting with airline representatives at the global travel and tourism event, World Travel Market London. As part of the event, Kvirishvili had meetings with representatives of major media outlets, airlines, and industry professionals. And that's it for this week about social media. As we know, it is neither social in any real sense, and it is not media, although many people use it that way. The Twitter takeover has led many to abandon Twitter and look around. Everybody knows that Facebook is a terrible but very convenient force in the world. So our question, what do you think about social media? Are you migrating at all using Mastodon? Experiences? Besides Twitter and all that belongs to Meta, like Instagram, which social media platforms do you use? Where do you think Rorschach should create new accounts? Let us know at Georgia at Rorschach.com or on any other social media. Mastodon, Meta, anything else. Nachlandis.